0: It's time once again for the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast with your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a resource for all worship leaders and team members serving in the local church. Take a seat at the table and join the conversation as David, Kevin, and their guests discuss all things worship, from team dynamics to technology to song selection. Feel free to poke fun at David's hair, talk football, or bring up other topics that have nothing to do with worship. We want to add your voice to the conversation. Find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash WM Catalyst. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash worship ministry catalyst. Or just head over to Worship Ministry and drop a note in the comments section of any episode. And now it's time for the show. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. hey. How's everyone doing? Welcome, welcome to.
1: 151. episode 151 151 episode 151 of the worship ministry catalyst podcast can you believe it no we've been around for 151
2: episodes Yeah, that's, that's kind of cool that's kind of a lot right that is um and which by the way uh cool new intro man i liked it thank you we should
1: also uh throw a shout out to joe brookhouse for recording the new voiceover for the intro
2: yeah which yeah joe joe's a cool guy i got to know him um for those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while, Joe and I, uh, we did kind of a combined uh, episode of sorts at a worship conference um, a number of months ago, and it was great. It was great hanging out with him and getting to know him and interviewing people and doing these little uh, kind of mini interviews. What did we call them? Uh, Lightning. Lightning. Lightning interviews. That's Lightning interviews. That's what it was.
1: was. Yeah. So, but uh, we actually, we have a... We have something fun. We're gonna we're gonna give Joe a call and oh. talk to Joe a little bit on the on the podcast. Cool. Today, maybe so.
2: maybe we can uh, maybe we can thank him for all his work.
1: Yeah, so we can kind of debrief that a little bit. We never really got to talk to Joe about that that whole thing, and been mm-hmm. trying to get him on the podcast for a while.
2: Well, and that's the thing. We're always trying to get a hold of him. So hopefully, that's oh, is it ringing? It's ringing. Okay. Let's see. Yeah.
1: Hopefully, we can get him on. See if see, see if he answers. I don't know, he's he's pretty busy, pretty
2: popular guy. He is. So it just... And I know that firsthand, because I, I mean, I sat with him at the table. Everybody loves Joe. Everyone loves Joe. They can find out why in just a minute. He's just a nice guy. Nice guy.
1: Might be a bad time. Mm. I don't know.
0: Hi, this is Joe Brookhouse. Sorry, Mr. call. Uh, I hope to get to talk to you soon. Uh, what I'd like you to do is just leave your name, number, and a brief message, and I'll get right back to you as soon as I'm available. Yeah. Um, if this is Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast, seriously, stop calling me. I'm in Pittsburgh. I don't have time. Whatever.
2: Bye. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, uh, I'm not Joe. I'm not quite sure what to do with that, buddy. Wow, I feel slighted and offended. Yeah,
1: that's. Uh... Yeah, so anyway, yeah, I guess we'll just have to keep trying. All right, we'll try next episode. All right, so uh, one of these times we will get Joe on here. and We'll get a hold of him. He'll be in a good mood. He's usually a nice guy. That's so yeah, weird. He's in Pittsburgh, though. I mean, it's hard to be nice when you're in Pittsburgh. But
2: isn't that the city? Oh, no, that's Philadelphia. Yeah. That's the city of Brother. Okay, that's the problem. Yeah,
1: Pittsburgh is not that city.
2: No, that's the problem. Whoops, my mic slipped. Ah, got it.
1: Well, so anyway... So we don't get to talk to Joe today. I guess we'll just have to think of something else to talk. Yeah,
2: no, about. that's too bad because uh, he is a nice guy. But uh, we'll we'll keep trying. We'll we'll try next episode. We'll get, we'll get him on here. Yeah. Yeah. man. hey, but uh, in the meantime, Easter is right around the corner.
1: Easter. Before we talk about Easter, though, what we should talk what? about um, our contributors. <gasps> our new thing yeah which is really cool yeah um and the reason i said we should talk about it before we talk about easter because our theme for our contributors is talking about getting ready for easter
2: now the the, Mar- the march are, yeah we're thinking about for the month of march right yeah yeah yep. so
1: so for for all of next month you're going to be uh, getting articles on uh, on worshipministrycatalyst.com about getting ready for easter and we have a lot of contributing authors who have stepped up and uh, offered to write an article a month. And kind I'm, of talk I'm writing. About
2: that. I'm writing an article next week uh, for the first of the month, and I'm excited um, because Easter is by far my favorite time of the year for sure. Uh, so yeah, definitely head over to the Worship Ministry Catalyst webpage and uh, check out my article that will be coming out uh, in the near future. Uh, check out the contributing um, authors. What do we? Don't we have like eight? Eight contributing authors. Yeah, there?
1: yeah, yeah. And so there's, there's a whole, a whole slew of them now. A whole if you cackle,
2: will, a whole cackle uh, of of contributors that that you can go find. Um, and these are cool people too. These aren't just like we didn't just pick these people off the street. You know, like this isn't this isn't Granny Joe downstairs in the basement. You know, this isn't Aunt Selma in the nursery. This is like for yeah, this, this is this for is real like
1: people who have blogs and writing and and are doing worship and and
2: uh, <laughs> and David's laughing.
1: Joe Joe's uh, Joe got our message. Oh. So he's just dodging our calls. So he's totally ignoring us. Yeah. yeah. He responded. He, he heard our voicemail and said S- slighted and offended,
2: whatever. What? <laughs> well, you know what? I don't know if we even want him on the show. says <laughs>
1: suck it wmc guys <laughs>
2: <laughs> i don't i don't like his
1: tone you all annoy me to no end <laughs> i have real work to do get a clue
2: get a clue you know i don't know if if it's just because we're persistent or if we have fixed goals or what the deal is but um you know he says get a clue i i interpret that as try harder yeah i mean so, get a clue
1: i mean maybe we're just not trying the right number
2: yeah um, we'll, we'll keep at it yeah we'll, we'll keep at it we'll, We'll figure it out. We'll <laughs> we'll figure out how to get Joe on the on the episode, and uh, we probably should. You know, I think I think about um, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. He's always trying to get Matt Damon on the show. You
1: know. Yeah, and and David Letterman was always trying to get Oprah on. So y- yeah,
2: you, so, know, you may, know, maybe one- that's maybe that's what this comes down to
1: well yeah we're we'll gonna figure it figured out it's gonna happen it'll it'll happen <laughs> wow. might be the very last episode but it'll happen oh man so easter like my deathbed
2: easter. that'd be sad joe. you're dying all i want is joe to be on the podcast <laughs> um yes yeah, so easter super stoked on easter
1: yeah so uh but you can on our about page you can go read about all the contributing authors and go find out their yeah. bios and stuff and and, yeah, then, and we got
2: people from all over. I mean, David and I are in the, in the Northwest, you know, we're, we're local, I'm uh, local <laughs> we're, for we're that, that doesn't even make sense for where we are. We consider ourselves local. Um, but for the, for the rest of the world, the it's not local world. to them. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> okay, we're that, a that, land. that totally exploded and backfired on me yeah. anyway. But yeah, there, there's a, there's a lot of contributors. Um, Hey, one thing, so if I may, and we'll jump into Easter here, um, but I gotta say, th- this has been heavy, heavy on my heart. Not really, but <laughs> I, I've been, I've been uh, doing more running lately. I've been trying to get into really? running. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not very good. I'm not a runner. I'm not, I'm not really uh, a runner at all. Um, but I'm trying to, trying to get better. I'm just trying to be healthy, you know, do, do that whole thing. Um, but here's the thing, man. So, so I've been running, and uh, um, like yesterday, I ran a mile and um good job thanks yeah and and like i'm not setting any records or anything you know i i think i think i did in like 10 minutes and 30 seconds you know so it's it's not it's not a fast pace like i'm just trying to get my heart rate up Mm -hmm. i'm trying to be healthy i um but here it is i go home and i'm just curious i'm like you know took me 10 and a half minutes to run a mile what's the fastest the fastest guy who's ever run a mile what's that time do you know the fastest guy? It's under four minutes. Three minutes and forty-three seconds. Wow. So that means
1: It's like a full-on sprint.
2: Yeah. So for uh, a mile. Essentially, essentially his speed, uh, his, his speed, let's see. Um, oh, I did the math. Now I'm forgetting it. Um, yeah, I think his speed was something like I want to say it was like 14 miles an hour or something wow. like that. Like to just run 14. Meanwhile, me, I was going about five miles an yeah. hour, uh, five miles an hour was my pace. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking in the amount of time it took me to run one mile, he could have almost done three, <laughs> like literally running circles around me, you know? Yeah.
1: Like, like he could have gone like to the store and back and then like, exactly. Like, done, like he, he would
2: you. have ran a mile ahead and then, uh, ran to the store just for fun and then came running back and would have met me about the place where I was at one mile, you know? But,
1: but he might not burn as many calories running three miles as you do in one mile because,
2: you know, maybe that's it. Cause I'm a small guy Yeah, and yeah. And, and I'm, I'm burning a lot. But man, that's just... like
1: that episode of The Office where they uh, where they got the uh, where they set up the speed oh, the, the, radar <laughs> there thing. Was the, there was the, constru- <laughs> the
2: construction zone thing, and Michael Scott's like, "I did it, thirty five miles," and Oscar's like, "No, the fat the fastest impossible. the fastest human in the world can't run that fast." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss The Office. But um, see, see here is the thing, like.
1: I I heard someone talking about that how big because for a long time nobody could nobody ran a mile in under four minutes yeah and now it uh, happens now it's happened yeah but at some point there is a level of impossibility I mean you cannot run a mile in a minute or, no right? or I, a second I, I mean it's physically impossible <laughs> to run a mile in a second so
2: so so here here's the next big thing the next big thing can someone run it under three thirty maybe I I'm, I I, th- I think that's possible but. Can someone run it under three? I don't. I don't uh, think that's even possible. Is it
1: humanly possible? Because I mean, you'd have to be running
2: what? How fast would you have to be running to
1: run a mile in under three minutes?
2: Uh, what would that be? Eighteen miles an hour? Nineteen miles an hour?
1: Um, twenty, right? Cause, twenty. Yeah, divided yeah. by. Yeah. Sure, and, but that's twenty like, times three is sixty, right? That'd be it. Yeah, so twenty
2: miles an hour. Can a human run
1: twenty miles an hour? I don't think so.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, the, the sprinters, like, the 100-meter 100, 100 dash, mm-hmm. like, are are they even running 20 miles an hour? I don't hour? think so. Like, yeah, even just a 100-yard dash is not that fast. So, somebody broke the four-minute
1: barrier, but we're probably never going to see anyone break the three-minute barrier. I don't think it's possible. Unless they're, like, like
2: 10 feet tall. Or dash from the Incredibles. He could do it. That's true. So, yeah. Maybe if we live in a world of mutants that, th- like X Men, <laughs> like we could be living in that world. Well, and
1: you know, AI, you know, we, we have computers in our pockets when they used to take up rooms. So, you know, this could be coming. You it never might know what's going to happen.
2: happen. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> but suffice it to say, I will not be running under three minutes anytime soon, miles. I will not be running under four minute miles. <laughs> I will not even be running under seven minute miles, likely. I would like to maybe get to a nine minute mile. That's a goal of mine. I like to hike. Hiking is fun.
1: I'm not a runner. Just never, even when I was in like the best shape of my life in football, hated running. Yeah. No, I can't enjoy
2: it. I I don't enjoy it either. Like, you know, I got friends who are really into running, which has been some of the inspiration. Uh, Most of the inspiration is I just want to be healthy, you know, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, these people, I mean, they just love running. Like they just go and they just run. Did you get the runner's high? Uh, No, gosh, no. I've never experienced that either. No, so, I got like, nothing. I got no kind of high. Yeah, I got a so, burn. Yeah. Like my chest was burning. <laughs> like I felt like I was going to have an asthma attack, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, see, no. like I've, you know, I've tried, I mean, I've tried
1: running in the past. Yeah, I just never gosh. Get this no. ex- like they talk about this runner's high. It's no. like, I don't know what you're talking about. You, you guys are making stuff up. Yeah. A bunch
2: of but, liars. but you know what? Like I said, my, my friends who are really into it, man, um, I mean, and they just go and run. They're like, okay, I'll see you in a couple hours. And they come back and they've run like 10 miles, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I, you know, I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't do that. I can't.
1: Maybe I, some, I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe something will click. And like, after you do it for like four months, it's like, Ooh, maybe I'm going to go run for 10 miles. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I think if it can get to the point where like, you know, cause what I've heard from the people I've talked with, right. They're like, eventually you get to this point where you're like, Hey, I can just keep running. Like I can just run forever and I, I don't have to stop. I'm not anywhere close to that point. You know what I mean? Like, like right now I'm like, ah, I gotta stop. Get some water. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, but maybe, maybe if I get to that point where I can just run without like needing to stop, maybe, uh, that
1: happened with me when I was hiking.
2: Yeah. Like you just, like I you got, got to a
1: point where I could keep on hiking. Even, uh, even when I felt like I got too tired, I knew I could keep oh, going. Oh, wow.
2: And you, you, Like I don't need to take breaks. I'm just gonna yeah. going to keep going. Wow! So like,
1: so, cause when I climbed my Mount St. Helens that, that, you know, that summer, like it was, it was the longest, hardest hike was like, but I could, you I could, was, I had it. expended all my resources, but I was still able to physically keep, keep going.
2: That's great. So I, I didn't, I didn't Mount St. Helens a couple of years ago and it was tough, you mm-hmm. know, like, like I had to take breaks uh, I'm 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 not at your hiking condition. No, I was. I'm not at that hiking condition either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That that Mount St Helens was the was the hardest climb uh, I'd done to date. Um, did I tell you? Um, I can't remember if I mentioned it before. Uh, last summer we started going hiking with the girls, and uh, we did like uh, Multnomah Falls. Um, you know, we did Beacon Rock. Mm-hmm. We did. Yeah, a, I remember talking about that. And yeah. you know, like I was so proud of mm-hmm. my four year old. Um, you know, like here she is four. Or no, maybe she was three and a half at the time. I don't know, but she's like totally rocking these these hikes, you
1: know. And if you if you're not from the northwest, you don't know what it's like to climb to the top of Multnomah Multnomah Falls. Falls. Yeah, it's It's a mile, and you go up like what six seven hundred feet. feet. yeah. Yeah. So it's like a mile is all straight uphill, basically it, it's, with it's switchbacks a, the whole way up. So yeah,
2: I mean it's it's not a it's not a light little you know uh, Sunday morning hike. I mean it, it's a pretty for real hike. And uh, anyway, so um, my four year old Haley is awesome. Um, props to you, Haley, if you're listening. She's five now, just turned five. So good job, Haley. Yeah. good job, Haley. Congratulations. Keep at it.
1: So, but but just like but just like climbing a mountain, just like going from running one mile to running ten miles, it doesn't happen overnight, doesn't just happen. like that. Easter is coming. And Good you don't, segue. Look at that segue. You don't get to Easter week without having you know built up to it just a little bit, right? Yeah
2: yeah yeah. Well, and you know, um, I I love Easter. I mean, it's, it's no secret. I I've mentioned it a number of times. Like Christmas is tough for me. And like, I'm not trying to be a, you know, excuse me. I'm not trying to be like Ebenezer Scrooge or anything, but like Easter is just, or sorry. Christmas is just, um, it's tough, man. Like, well, you're already busy. I mean, you got all your family stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I mean, the the songs like I I don't know like not a big Christmas song guy, eh? No, and I and I you know I I know I know you got you got your Christmas albums and I I love it I I do I like Christmas music I mean I'm like I love Christmas music I hear you man I struggle with it though I got to be you're honest you're not alone I got to be honest well at
1: that at that at the worship leader luncheon that was a that was a very popular theme a lot that of people was. don't like Christmas especially from a worship and they were saying things I'd never thought about when it comes to Christmas music, like like songs about something as opposed songs to like, I don't know, it's just a Christmas song and people <laughs> like singing Christmas songs. Like, what? I never really evaluated it that far, to be honest.
2: But point being that I don't have that same struggle with Easter, you know? When I get to Easter, oh man, like my, my heart just rejoices. Mm-hmm. And so I think... I think probably more than Christmas or any other time of year, when it comes to Easter, like I I look forward to it, you know, and and so I start planning months, months in advance. I mean, sometimes even years. Like I, there was a song I heard last year where I was like, "We're gonna do that song for Easter 2015," mm-hmm. and we are, we're doing it. Cool. It's the uh, the Carrie Joe song forever. Um, yeah, we did that last year. Yeah, and I remember hearing it last year. It was too yeah. late last year. Uh, but I was like, we're going to do it for 2015. Mm-hmm. Great, great song. Yeah, That's a good one. Um, so, you know, I'm just like, I- I'm excited. I'm excited about Easter, but yeah, there's a certain level as with anything, with anything special and big, like you gotta, you gotta put work mm-hmm. into it, you know? Um, and so I-, I, think the question, you know, good topic of conversation is how much planning and work do you put into one service? And I remember we talked about this a while back on a previous episode, you know, about that kind of, um, the, the, the Easter, um, letdown where mm-hmm. the next Sunday is just like a, <laughs> a joke. disaster. Yeah. It's
1: like acoustic worship and the youth pastors talking. It was like
2: <laughs> 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 so, you know, obviously you don't want that to happen. Right. Like you don't, you don't want to um, do something so big and dramatic and, that that then, you know, you can't sustain it, right? So, you know, good topic of conversation. How much work, how much effort, how much planning do you put into this one service? I think you need to do some Well it's it's
1: I mean, it's bigger than Christmas because, you know, all other religions that have a a God, their God was born. It's some unless they're made up God, you know, like Zeus or whatever. You know, but like <laughs> Like Buddha was born, right? Like he had a birth, you know, so, so Christmas is important because Jesus was born, but Easter is important because he He came back to life. And so there's, we're unique in that. That's, that's, that's the the key in my mind, the key thing that separates us. And I think it's true. (laughs) That is the key thing that separates us from other religions. And so, um, I think we have a responsibility to exalt that, as, as best we can so that the world knows, Hey, there's a difference. Like, uh, this, this is, this is the real thing. This is, this is what, uh, this is what you should believe in, you know? And when we, when we kind of throw it together, you know, we were planning, we were planning Easter this morning, kind of finalizing our plans for it. And it's like, you know, so we've, we at least have a month, not as far out as you, but we have a month to get everything ready to introduce the songs over the next several weeks that are new, stuff like that. You know, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, then please <laughs>
2: <laughs> start working on Easter. Start, you know,
1: start working out, but um, you know I think I I know it feels like, uh, and I can empathize totally empathize with the feeling like putting in a lot of effort for one Sunday, but
2: at the same time, like, it's a pretty important Sunday, right? Yeah. Like as far as the Christian faith goes, and and I think that that's where I I resonate. You know that. As far as Christendom goes, this is the moment. Mm -hmm. Like when we celebrate something truly extraordinary, truly miraculous. When we celebrate something that is truly beyond nature. It it is a supernatural event of God that created a way, that created salvation, that created the essence of what we believe. Took away the sting of death. Yeah. We don't
1: have to fear death anymore because we know the one who conquered it. Right. Right. I mean... It's so monumental that that I think it warrants, like you said, it warrants as much as we can put into it. If if for nothing else, if for nothing else, to worship God. Yeah. On yeah. that Sunday, the way God deserves to be worshipped for having, you know, risen from the dead, right? Yeah. But that's not the only reason, at least not in my mind, It's because we have all the CNEs, right? That Christmas and Easter crowd yeah. uh, that come in and maybe we have a shot this year. To, to share the story in a way that they'll connect with and it'll be life-changing for them.
2: Yeah, and and it's so true. I mean, you know, our church, like many other churches, you know, you see a spike in attendance mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, I mean, yeah, it's always my prayer. Hey, can can we get one, maybe two families to come mm-hmm. back? And that usually does end up happening, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I mean, I, I don't know all the stories, but I know a couple of those stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's the music that did it or anything, but I think what it is, is you present something compelling, right? Where where they say like you, you you for lack of better words, you you feel this energy in the room, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 whether that, that's a man made thing or a supernatural thing, you know, I think you feel this energy and you're like, wow, like I wanna be a part of this, mm-hmm. right? But then you gotta make sure that next week, you know, the the Sunday after Easter, you gotta make sure that you, you know, that that's not this total like thrown together, you know
1: right. Like we should also, we should use our, our normal flow, our normal week to guide us in Easter. I mean, I, I fought with the temptation and actually a lot of times we would do something totally different on Easter Sunday than we would do on the rest of the year, you know, do some kind of dramatic presentation or something. Well, then people come back the next week and it's just your boring old church service. Boring old church. (laughs) And they never come back after that because, you know, it was a bait and switch. You know, you did something really cool on Easter. They come back the week after that, you know, and it's not all that enticing. So they're not going to come the third time. But if you, you know, if we put more effort into it, which I do think we should do on Easter, but we should also be pretty much within our normal format so that when people come the week after it's not that big of a deviation from what they experienced the week before, and I, you know, I think when we when we stick to that, then we have a chance at, at retaining those people. And I, I read a statistic, I think it was Tony Morgan, um, he has TonyMorganLive.com. dot com. He was talking about it, but and I could be wrong if this could be the wrong source, but sixty. He said one of these guys said sixty percent of people that come to your church three times. We'll come back, we'll stay there. Oh wow. yeah, so like so if you get someone to come a third time, there there's a 60 percent chance they're gonna be at your they'll be a, become a part of your church, a regular member of your church. That's cool. And so so you know if you can plan even those those three weeks you know you've got Easter Sunday and the two Sundays following in such a way like use it use those use don't use all your stuff on Easter Sunday save something for the next couple of weeks. And you, if you can get people to come that third week, then you've got a 60, 60% shot that they are going to be there as a part of your church. Mm. You know, I think that's, I think it's a worthwhile investment.
2: Yeah. And, and I think what, what helps, like what I'm trying to do this year, um, like last year and, and in years prior, uh, you know, lots of music, lots of special music, which, you know, for me, uh, is in my wheelhouse. You know, like, mm-hmm. I love it. Um, but, you know, just recognizing this year, well, not everyone wants to sing 10 songs, right. you know? Yeah. Not everyone wants to hear all these new songs or mm-hmm. whatever. And so, you know, this year, trying to be intentional about just doing a few good songs, Um, doing one, introducing one special song. But my plan is, then the following week, you know, the the song that we're going to do Easter uh, Sunday for a special, to, to do it in the, the next week, you know, kind of like a hey, we did this one Easter, you know, mm-hmm. let, let's sing it together type of mm-hmm. thing. And I think those are the little things that you can do that that become more inclusive. It kind of almost, you know, whether mentally or uh, subconsciously, kind of give you a little callback, you know, as, as you hear the song, you're like, oh, that's right, you know, I heard this last week, and, and last week was pretty special. Mm-hmm. Um, so stuff like that's good.
1: Well, uh, you know, if you stick, if you adhere to the church calendar, the, the the what five, six weeks after Easter is Easter season. Mm. Just like on the church calendar, it's the, you know, several weeks after Christmas, which is the Christmas season. So if you go to like a Lutheran or Episcopal church, a lot of times you'll be hearing Christmas all the way through, all the way through that epiphany time, you know? Yep. And, um, uh, but then, you know, so we, we ought to, we ought to celebrate Easter for more than one Sunday. It ought to be a continual celebration, at least for the next couple of weeks while we're in the Easter Easter season
2: you know and that you meant you know you mentioned it and um like there's been some songs that that I've I've hesitated to do other than Easter but then it's like well why not right Mm -hmm. um and I don't know if it's just me or I I haven't done any scientific study on this I don't know if it's true or not but it just seems like to me at least lately there's just been a lot of really really great music being written about Easter themes, you know, resurrection, overcoming, victory, mm-hmm. conquering, defeating, stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, all these themes that are just really, really um, special to me and special to the Christian faith and about Easter. And I, I'm like, well, yeah, like we can sing these outside of Easter, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, that forever song, that Carrie Joe, mm-hmm. you know, forever song is like, I mean, it, it, it's very much like an Easter type of song, you know, with, uh, you know, the ground began to shake, mm-hmm. the stone was rolled away. Um, but it's like that, that's just a cool song that I think, you know, we as Christians can, can rally behind and say, yeah, like I believe this. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so let's, uh, let's get practical here. Here we go. How do we plan for Easter with that in mind that we want to not just, we don't want to have a letdown the weeks after. How do we plan for Easter and the next couple of weeks so that we're, we're being strategic with our worship teams, with our worship ministries?
2: yeah I mean I think the first practical thing as as I mentioned was do uh do a song uh the following week that you did during easter mm-hmm. you know um there there's one way to do it um like I think another practical thing what you said space out or you know don't don't do necessarily everything for easter um you know maybe if you if you had a video you're gonna show maybe show it the week after Easter mm-hmm. well you know yeah
1: finding some creative elements for those weeks after Easter that that maybe that maybe still present what you want to present but take some of the pressure off of the worship team mm. to learn a whole bunch of new stuff for those for those couple of consecutive weeks if they're going to be cramming for Easter right right um but how do you I mean how do you so we're already if by the time someone's hearing this podcast really on the gun right I mean it's really ging, like like ging. it's go time. So how does how does that person, assuming that they're listening to this podcast at least two or three weeks before Easter, like like what's the what's the process you go through to make sure that you at least give yourself a shot to win on Easter?
2: Yeah, I'm and I, I think I think part of that process, right? Part of that process is actually uh being intentional with with your preparation. And I mean y- you know which is difficult because if you are listening to this and and you're like in this kind of you know last minute crunch, the preparation maybe not may not be there. Um, but this is a chance. You know, I remember your book uh, that we you know we talked about a couple of episodes ago. Uh, you know that creative team. This is a chance maybe to get a creative team. I think a lot of time there's a danger of trying to do it yourself. You mm-hmm. know. And that's something I have tried to really be good about this year. Um, uh, you know, I, I got like a worship advisory team. Mm-hmm. I'm talking with them. I'm emailing them. I'm hey, what ideas do you guys have? Excuse me. And and I just think this might be an opportunity for maybe that kind of a person to to grab their creative team and to say, all right, guys, what do we got going on? I'm kind of like what you know what what you did with your team. You know, uh, you you alluded to it uh, not too long ago. Like. Um, you know, you got your team together and you said, let's start thinking Easter. Mm-hmm. That's, those are the people that you want to have thinking about the following weeks too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, if you're, if you don't know what the pastor's talking about and if you talk to him and he doesn't know what he's talking about, then just plan a, an Easter service, you know, you'll know, pick, pick some, pick some Easter themed songs um, that, like you said, you know, probably five or six years ago, there there was kind of a drought of, of Easter themed music. And then I think it was uh Matt Marr that put out the a uh, Christ is risen. Yeah. That, yeah. And then, you know, Hahnholds put out one right after that. It's called Christ is risen. And then, um, then there just kind of became almost, you know, just uh, it kind of opened the floodgates a little bit <laughs> right, of, this of, this slew of, of songs that are available. But then there's other resources, worship house media. You can go and look at Easter videos, you uh-huh. know, 20 bucks is not that much for, for a video on Easter Sunday. Right. I mean, yeah, something special. Yeah. I mean,
2: you wouldn't do that every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I but, mean, you know, unless you have a budget for that kind of stuff,
1: but there, there are also, uh, packs, you know, like the skit guys did a pack at, uh, Christmas time where you could just buy a kit basically. And it gives you a, a theme for the whole service. Mm-hmm. And you've got a couple videos you can sprinkle in. It gives you a graphics pa- package that you can use for for the Easter slides and for the sermon backgrounds and all that stuff. And so if you're in a small church and you don't have, if you don't have, you know, a a graphic design person, you don't have a video team that can go make videos. That's a great resource. Yeah. Go find something and it's out there. Uh, and you can, you can still have a great service on a short timeline and, and pull something together. But, um, the, the key is this, this is the one week out of the year. You don't want to wait until the Thursday before and (laughs) throw it together. Um, We need we need to do our best to honor Easter. I think that I think there's something just inherent in Easter that's worth honoring.
2: Well, like we said, it, it's special. I mm-hmm. mean, to me personally, it's special because I I love the themes. But in terms of just our Christian faith, it, it's special. Mm-hmm.
1: It is. So get ready. Get ready. Get ye prepared.
2: Easter's coming.
1: All right, well, that's all the time we have for this episode, episode 151, 151. of the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. Um, you can find us online at www.worshipministrycatalyst.com, twitter.com, slash wmcatalyst, facebook.com, slash worshipministrycatalyst. You can send an email to david at worshipministrycatalyst.com
2: or kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. You can
1: leave a voicemail, 360-818-4339, and be sure throughout this month and months to come to check out the blog and read the articles of our contributing authors we've talked about from the beginning uh, about bringing voices to the table and we're all we're all in this together none of us are experts and elevated above one another we all we all have something we can learn from one another and so we know you're going to find some great insight from these guys, literally from around the world, around the world. contributing to the blog, worshipministrycatalyst.com. So you want to go check that out and uh, make sure that's uh, subscribed to in your feed reader or uh, you can subscribe and email too. So
0: thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Twitter.com slash Facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst.